0: So we are, we are here at the Tabga where it's, we remember the multiplication of the fish and the loaves. It may not have been in this exact spot, but it was definitely in this area for sure. So he would have been teaching the 5,000 men, not counting women and children, made me as many as 20,000. And can everybody hear me well? Yeah. Okay, perfect. So in John chapter 6, we pick up the story. This will be just a short little brief message. Uh, teaching but it says after these things verse one Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee which is the Sea of Tiberias there you see a second name for the Sea of Galilee. Then a great multitude followed him because they saw him they saw his signs which he performed on those who were diseased and Jesus went up yet again he's healing so Jesus went up on the mountain and there he sat with his disciples maybe somewhere on the natural amphitheater just right there where where we were at the, the church of the Beatitudes where he taught. Probably somewhere in that area because of the natural amphitheater. Now the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But he said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. I love when God, anytime God asks you a question, he's not looking for information. He's trying to teach you something. Verse 7, Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may have a little. So the first thing we discover is Philip's unbelief. One denarii was a day's wages. So 200 denarii was 200 days wages. He basically says, Jesus, 200 days worth of work, the money from that would not feed all these people. Are you kidding me? If Even with 200 days worth of food, everyone at best can have a small snack. What are you doing here? He totally filled with unbelief. Then the next verse we find Andrew's doubt. Verse 8 says, One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him in verse 9, There is a lad, a boy here, who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? So Philip has unbelief. Andrew has doubt. Here's a boy with five barley loaves. Barley loaves were bread for the poor. And the two fish were very small fish, probably the size of sardines. Basically, it's a boy's snack, let alone can't even fill up a full man. How are we going to feed all these thousands of people with this? Are you kidding me? Have you ever looked at what you had in your hand versus what your need was and thought to yourself, it's hopeless. I don't have enough. That's what Andrew was thinking. We have some, but what's that going to do? Andrew's one of my favorite disciples in the entire Bible. You don't hear very much of him. Simon Peter, his brother, is flamboyant. He is walking on water. He's drawing swords and cutting off ears and all this stuff. Andrew, outside of genealogies, is only mentioned just a few times in the New Testament, outside of the the common list of disciples. But every time he's mentioned, he is always bringing people to Jesus and bringing Jesus to people. He is always connecting people to Jesus Christ. And I love it. It's just that simple. To be a disciple, you don't have to walk on water. You don't have to be flamboyant. All you have to simply do is connect people to Jesus and to each other. That's, the, that's, our, that's our mission for our church. Now, as it goes on in verse 10, Jesus said, Make the people sit down. I, I love this. And now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number of about 5,000. So 5,000 men, not counting women and children. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 18, Matthew's account of this gospel, he basically says, bring me what you have. In Mark's account of this gospel, Mark 6:39, he says, I want you to sit them down in groups of 50. Can you imagine the logistics of this? I want you to sit down people, 5,000 people in groups of 50. Sometimes, logistically, it's hard to get 16 of us together. 5,000. Can you imagine? And these are not real smart guys. 1, two, three, 39, 40, 40. And someone interrupts him, and he goes, where was my count at? Oh. 1, 2, three, four. And they're in his ear. Andrew, Andrew, shut up, shut up. I'm going to lose count. Fine. 50. Y'all go over there. Go over there. Not there. I said there. Can you imagine the logistics of this? 50 people 50 groups of 50 and there's 5,000 the Bible also says in Mark that it was green grass and as you've been hearing Tamar say the whole trip we've been here hey it's green now for a few weeks but then it turns brown and 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 it's dead the rest of the year so we know this miracle happened probably this time of year right now in the spring because it was green grass so in Mark chapter, uh, 6, verse 40, they sat down in ranks of 50s and 100s. So, we've talked about Philip's unbelief. We've talked about Andrew's doubt. Now let's talk about Jesus' faith. Verse 11. Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. So, in Matthew's account, it says Jesus blessed it, He broke it and He gave to the disciples and then the disciples gave to the people. I don't want you to miss this. This is powerful here. The miracle actually happened in the hands of the disciples. He gave to the disciples and the disciples distributed to the people. If you read the Gospels there, the miracle happened when the disciples obeyed Jesus and gave what they had. So I have a question for you. I wonder what miracles are not happening because we're not giving what we have. In Matthew 14, 20 it says they ate till they were full and that is a clear typology of Christ that he will fill all of our souls. So verse 12 and 13. So when they were filled, when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. Therefore they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which were left over by those who had eaten. And Mark's account of this, Basically, it reiterates that Jesus was asking them to take inventory. Go see what we have. And I want to to close this out with this thought. Jesus is not bound by what you have lost in your life, but will multiply what you have left. Many times people will come to Christ and they'll say, Well, I've thrown my life away. I've wasted too many years not serving Christ. I've thrown my money away. I've thrown this away. I've thrown that away. Jesus is not concerned with what you've lost. He is able to multiply what you have left. So the eye should be on Jesus and what He can do and not the mistakes that you have made. Amen?